Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super excited to be with you. We got a Final Four recap, a National Championship recap. We're going to talk a little bit about football. We're going to talk a little bit about proper football. And we're going to get a review of Morbius and some other things as well. Before we go into the episode, make sure you give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at LoyalToRoyalPod. Leave a five-star show, leave a five-star review on the show, and make sure to download and share with your friends. With that being said, let's get to it. Let's boo! Go Tigers! But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over your death, right? Let's back this booler. Yeah! Let's go wild, let's man! Go, baby. Let's go! Listeners, thank you for joining us yet once again. Um, we are gathered together together here to mourn the loss of two things. Oh, one, the 2021 slash 2022 college basketball season. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. It was a good one. We would just watch the championship. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. Yeah. Overall, it was good. It was a great game. Honestly, back and forth is everything you could ask for. I just wish Caleb Love would have hit that shot at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been fun to force overtime. The second thing is Coach K's legacy. <laughs> Not just him, his legacy. Coach K got put to bed <laughs> over the weekend by UNC. Um, Ouch. It was pretty ugly. You forgot a third thing. What's the third thing? My dignity. Hey! <laughs> my dignity is absolutely gone. I sold my soul to the internet gods to make UNC win that game. Posting <clears throat> myself doing a TikTok dance. Yeah. If you haven't seen that, check out our Instagram at Royal to Royal Pod <laughs> and leave a hateful comment about my dancing skills because I jinxed UNC and now my dignity was sacrificed yeah. for nothing. You really did jinx him so bad. It's so many injuries. Okay, that's we'll get a, into the real later. tough look. But first, oh no! Oh what? I did it in the compressed gas room, and the whole game UNC was gassed. Oh no! I really <laughs> did jinx them. Should have seen this coming. This is the life of a sports fan. Every single little decision we make in our lives affects the game. It's true. <laughs> and remember our old adage from Bud Light, I believe. Mm. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Absolutely. <laughs> Words oh, totally right. Right. It didn't work, so it was really weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Extra weird. Dan just called me out even more. <laughs> so, before we get into all this, folks, I'm going to need all of y'alls to stop whatever you're doing. Oop. Done. Grab your favorite power washer, mm-hmm. whichever yeah. one of your many that you feel like using. Of course, okay. right. Grab some fabric softener. Got my downy. For your laundry. Okay. Um, you, some people have those dryer sheets. I don't know if that's the same uh, thing. Oh, yes. Some people have the thing they pour in with the smell. I don't know. Or they have the balls. With the balls oh, that the balls, roll around. Yeah. 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 Save the bees. Uh, they're like the beads that you put in. Oh, the downy oh, unstoppables. Those are actually really good. Those, those are pretty nice. I'm going to use those. Yeah, okay. Last thing you'll need is Drano because we have some housekeeping. <laughs> Woo! Alrighty, okay, uh, here, coming out first, um, so when you're listening to this, it's uh, Tuesday, or past Tuesday. Yeah, hopefully Tuesday. Yes, hopefully. Uh, Monday night at 10pm, literally 12 minutes ago from when we're recording this, the new LEGO Star Wars video game dropped. LEGO Star Wars, the uh, Skywalker Saga, I believe it's called, I have it pre-ordered, it is probably downloading on my Xbox right now. get on that. I actually just got this Xbox basically for this reason. (laughs) (laughs) But Lego Star Wars, just a little background information. I literally grew up on this game. It was the first video game I ever played. I still remember it. Me and my cousins, David and Max, with my brother Jacob and our other cousin Bobby, Mm. down on an old original Xbox on a little tube TV in my grandparents' basement, crowded around playing the original Lego Star Wars. It was my first love. Um, Kinley had never played it, so this weekend during conference... We would watch conference, 
uh, no, listen to conference while we were watching our little Lego characters jump around the screen, and we went through the complete saga video game on the Wii. <laughs> During conference? Uh, and so, <laughs> it, was, it was really good. We binged it. <laughs> it was very fun. Very fun. Very frustrating. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for this. I can't wait to get, get on the Xbox and play it later uh, this week after school work. So, it's going to be good. Yeah, I'll admit, I didn't play a ton of Lego Star Wars growing up, but I do have fond memories of it. I know I did have it. I think it was for the PS2. I think I had something. I played it. Fond memories. I might play it for the Deja Vu, for the, you know, that feeling of going back to childhood. But yeah, I, I'm excited that it's coming out. Yeah, um, I also, I didn't have it growing up. Well, I didn't have very many video game consoles growing up. Didn't have like a... PlayStation or GameCube or Xbox. That's um, why Dan's gonna be the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I got a Wii when I was older, but okay, Wii's were sick. We did have a computer, of course. Of course, yeah, we had PC. Right, yeah. And computer. I remember on electricity, kind of like Jared playing uh, Lego Star Wars with my brother or some other kids from the neighborhood on the PC. On the PC. Let's yeah. go. PC. <laughs> it was gamer. one of the only games, and I just looked up. You can get the complete saga for twenty bucks on Steam. Dude, nice. <laughs> I might actually hop That's on that. Tempting, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried to play FIFA on my computer and I just gave up after a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like fifty gigabytes or something. <laughs> yeah. My little guy cannot handle that. But yeah, I'm excited to see it come back. I'll have to play it sometime. It's a iconic franchise. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. On a more football note, we have some very positive change going on. Change that we have been clamoring for for years. I think Roger Goodell listened to the Royal Strong and True podcast, so he finally got his mind together. And the NFL owners have passed a rule change to allow both teams, now this is in the playoffs, not in the regular season, but both teams to possess the ball in overtime. Love it's about it. dang time, Roger. I love it. Yep. Uh, so, I, if I understand this right, it's basically like the same rules, except the other team gets a possession if the team scores a touchdown. Yes, but I also think that if you score and then go for two and score it, I think that ends the game. Ah, well. okay. Oh, okay. I like that. I, so, like, if you score a touchdown, go for two and don't get it, the other team can get the ball back. And then just kick an extra point and win it. I like that. Interesting. Okay, Okay, that's better. Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure on that. I think that's just something I saw out there. (laughs) That's that's believable. It's definitely progress. Yeah. It's progress. It's okay. I'll take it. I I, I still like college overtime rules better. Me too. But it's progress. At least there's not going to be a tie... Or I guess there still will be ties. I, I, I hate that. But at so least we won't have gonna a, be in the playoffs. So. Yeah, we won't have like a Bills Chiefs situation. Yeah. We'll have yeah. regular season ties, but <clears throat> yeah. Nonsense. So regular season is the same, right? right? Yeah, yeah, regular like, season is the touchdown same. Touchdown ends it. Yeah, touchdown ends tie, it. Field, end playoffs. You gotta remember back in the day a field goal used to end it. It was the first really? time to score. That's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, wow. This it's only like ten years ago that they changed it to where if you score a field goal, the other team gets the ball to oh, gets dang. a chance to possess too. Mm. That's in our lifetime that they changed that. So wow. yeah, I mean, it's there's been progress. Hopefully, we'll see it reach kind of a college overtime rule eventually. I don't think we will just because it's kind of one of the things that differentiates the two leagues. Right. But you know, it, I'm just glad they changed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'll make me feel better going into playoff games like Bills Chiefs, where it's a shootout. It makes Roger Goodell feel 0.01% less hateable. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Still going to boo him on draft day? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Heck yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to boo him worse than I booed. In his big chair? Uh, no, I was going to say worse than I booed the Utes, but no, it's just not even possible. Nah, yeah. Not true. Yeah, not true. no, not true. Uh, empty threat. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so I have a little story. So okay. we kind of said this. Uh, Justin and I, when we were watching uh, March Madness games while Dan was in Boston. Boston. Okay. Boston. 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 Okay, um, that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, so we're here. We went to Target um, when there was a small break in the action, and we bought a little tyke soup, and we brought it back. We played horse. We played a couple of intense games of... Of uh, just basketball. One-on-one. Yeah. 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 Straight um, up basketball. I don't, I don't know if you call it basketball. <laughs> we were using a basketball and getting it into the hoop. Um, but we, we got like a lot of experience on that, you know? 
So Tuesday night comes, and I'm going to my uh, sports, my intro to sports management class. I'm doing All presentations, right. and they always have interactive stuff, right? My awesome. team was a March Madness group, so we did a little bracket with the whole t- class, right? And one team did like a fan experience kind of thing, and so they had a half court shot, right? Air quotes. It was like yeah. across the room into like a little, you know, nerf hoop, and the winner okay. got like a BYU basketball, and so. The first couple people go, you know, miss, 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 miss. I get up there. I'm like, I was born for this. I trained my whole life in the last week for this moment. Get up there. Boom. Nothing but net. I came home with the basketball. Let's go, baby. It felt so good. So uh, that was not $30 wasted. It was worth it. It was well worth it. Spent. Because now we have a basketball for the Royal Strong and True Podcast Absolutely. Studio. Like, heck yeah. Yeah. All of our live guests need to sign it now. Yeah. Like a token. Sick. We'll put it in the background of our Zoom interviews now. Yeah. We'll just be the Kalani Satake cutout. We'll have, we'll have <laughs> some actual some random mini basketball. Right I love that. <laughs> Speaking of meaningless sports victories, oh. <laughs> my flag football intramural career is going on strong. Okay. We had our first playoff game last Thursday nice. and we won 35 to 14. Okay. Or 35 to 13, I don't know. Yeah, so it was great. I ran for three touchdowns, passed for oh, two. It was my nice. gosh. It was nice. Yeah, I had a 60-yarder. Yeah, Lamar like Jackson. 50-yarder whatever it was. Oh boy, so oh boy. Feel, feel really pumped about it. We have another playoff game tomorrow night. So if you're listening to this, it's actually to you know, the night that you're listening to this podcast. So Tuesday. Everybody, uh, please pray for my knees, okay. for my ankles, for basically all of my joints and cartilage, because I'm going to need all of the support that I can get. <laughs> it's too bad you've been channeling North Carolina energy. You might not make it out alive. No, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Uh, we have a proper football update. Proper. Proper. Football. Proper. Lovely. Um, yes, the update is... We talked about how our national team officially qualified for the World Cup. Clap it up. Good good job. Good job, boys. So, they had their draw that determines what groups they're in. And, you know, they have separated all the teams into a certain number of groups. I don't remember how many, but there's four teams per group. Uh, The top two teams advance, and then some of the third place teams based on goal differential or something. Yeah. So, this is our group. The first team is England. Okay. England? Little they're brother. The, they're the tier one. Yeah. Right? They're like the tier one. Okay. Kind of a... Well, Ish. they're kind of called the world power, but... More like tier T in the harbor, am I right? They haven't won anything in a long time. In a very long time. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> and then we have us, the United States. Oh, I see what you did there. I, I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, and then we've got Iran. Oh. Iran. Oh, a little bit of home field advantage, and Middle I East. Ran, yeah. I ran so far away. And then the last team, the fourth team, is undecided. Okay. Because okay. the Euro group, European teams, not all of their qualification is done. Okay. So there's a still a playoff to be to kind of break the tie between Wales, Scotland, and Ukraine. No. Okay. Okay. So. I mean, those are some decent teams. They're not, like, terrible, but in Europe, they're some of the worst teams because Europe is good overall. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's our group. England, Iran, U.S., and one of those three. Can I just say, Wales, not a real country, so (laughs) eliminated. Next. Scotland. Scotland, real country? Uh, (laughs) They were kilts, eliminated. All right, <laughs> Ukraine. Uh, they're kind of in an unfortunate situation Ukraine. right now. So. I feel like they should get an honorary pass you yeah. to qualify. <laughs> you gotta feel for so Ukraine. Basically, right Iran. Now. We're going to <laughs> I... careful what you say here. <laughs> Iran. I was gonna say we were going to Iran all over them. Okay, but that, that was just that's a safe. dumb pun. Like, no, I, I was safe, thinking though. of puns. Like, I, was, I wasn't thinking of anything bad. Uh, I was just yeah. trying to think of puns. No, that's safe. Honestly, kind of get one going. So we're gonna dominate Iran. England, little brother, we're about to pour your tea in the harbor, yeah, mate. So dump some tea in there. Check out U.S. men's national team taking home the we're victory. We're gonna steal your B. crumpets. It's a rough draw for England, isn't it? Yeah, Tough it. draw. Yeah. Have That's... fun with your crooked teeth, mate. Yeah. Get some fish and chips, would ya? Yeah. Some bangers and marsh. Some Guinness. What? Well, isn't that German? Uh, it might be Irish. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Either way. Anyway. Oh, Heineken's German. Heineken. Okay. Yeah. He- World, uh, World Cup's in November. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Get ready. It, how do we feel about being in November? Like, right in the middle of football season? Like, it's no, wrong. it's whack. It's gotta be summer. Yeah. It's it has whack. to be summer. Also, can we just talk for one second, just like... Oh! Uh-huh. Like, that it's in Qatar? Like... Yeah. <laughs> like, the massive human rights violations. It's literally, like... A bajillion degrees year long, and it's the middle of the desert. I yep. <laughs> Shout out to my wife Katie. Lived in Qatar for a few years. No way. What does what does she say about it? What's her take? Very hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She said that she went to many camel races, so that's kind of cool. Camel that's races. That's interesting. I never thought okay. camels were fast. Yeah, no, camels are fast, dude. They can book it. Okay. All right. They don't All have right. horse races. They okay. have camel races. That's interesting. That's cool. interesting. They have an indoor skiing place too. Oh, okay. That's better than no skin. Uh, on the point of camels, my, uh, what's it called? Mother-in-law just got back from Egypt. Oh. She said camel is the most uncomfortable and, like, worst animal to ride that she's ever ridden. That she's like, ever ridden. It's horribly bumpy. Out of all the animals she's back ridden. and forth. So, hmm. I don't know. If I'd, you could ride one animal, what would it be? Or, what, what is the situation? Like, am I riding into battle? Is no. land, air, or you're sea? Just, you're just riding for pleasure. Okay. Because I was going to say hippo, but, like, I wouldn't ride it for pleasure. Okay. I mean, maybe it would. Just maybe, yeah. be funny. Just kind of vibes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What would I ride if any animal? I would want to ride something that flies. Oh. Ooh, maybe. Like okay. a hippogriff? Hippogriff? <laughs> that would be sick. Is that even... Um, a giant bird. Oh, okay. Like or a bald like eagle? Albatross? Like a condor. Oh, California condor? Dude, yeah. freaking Puerta Casma. The condors there, the albatross, things are massive. Yeah, those big. Are big. Ten foot wingspan. Yeah, those things are big. Yeah. I think I'd have to go with an elephant. Okay. Ooh, you know, like those elephants solid. in like Thailand that like you can like cross rivers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty that's, sick. That's sick. I was watching The Amazing Race the other day and I saw that. Mm. Got jealous of them. Bucket list. Yeah. I love The Amazing Race. Cross a river on an elephant. That yeah. would be sick. Just cross it, and then be like, all right, I'm done. Okay, hop off here. Back to proper football. Back to oh, proper yes. football. One more proper football update. Your favorite real Salt Lake <laughs> have played once again. Um, before we address the final result, shall we say, they were missing about eight starters. <laughs> oi, oi, oi. Seven or eight, depending on who you define as a starter. That's like a lot. Yes, that's a high fraction. That's like half the team. And the reason why they were missing these players is... Due to because they caught the bubonic plague equivalent of the injury bug. Oh my goodness. We got guys out with hammies, calves, ankles. Cows? You <laughs> Not name the it. cows. They have calves and ankles. Yep. Can you believe it? <clears throat> but they did get a tie at Colorado, so. Nice. Good. They're in second place in the West. Yeah. Cool. I, that's, that's, that's good. That's proper football. Proper I'll take it. football. You're welcome. Returning to American football, we have some sad BYU news that we have to share. Unfortunate. We were really excited to have Roman Rashada committed to the school, especially because he's a great player, but also because his five-star brother is coming into school in class of 2023. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he is decommitted from Brigham Young University. He has not provided a reason as to why. My only theory is that he wants to play with his brother. Other schools are pitching his brother, saying like, hey... Jaden, we'll bring Roman over if you come. You guys, you guys can play together. He just visited the University of Miami, which is very high on Jaden Rashada's list. So I think I was right in that, but it's it's sad to see Roman Rashada go, especially because he posted that he was one hundred percent committed. Yeah, yeah literally like saying ten days. Let it stand as a testimony. It lasted ten days. Uh, what is this new trend we're no seeing? Respect. That like all this stuff just like. Like Tom Brady's retirement, all these commits, like, like nothing. I don't know. I guess nothing is final. Question: Did you guys know off the top of your head? Because I can't seem to like figure out the timeline. Did Roman Rashada commit first and then Gabe Judy Lolly transfer, or was it vice versa? I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Gabe Judy remember. transferred after Roman. Mm. So our DB room was getting a little crowded. I wonder if Roman yeah. wanted a place where he could make a more immediate impact mm. as well as play with his brother. I can definitely understand that because our yeah, DB room is maybe. stacked. It's stacked. It's loaded this year. We're going to be good on the in the secondary. It's stacked higher than a game Jenga. Ooh. Yeah, that's sad news, but 
I mean, that's all. Suppose his brother chooses BYU. All right. Then he tries to recommit. Okay. Do we allow him? Yes. Or do we embargo him? Block him off? We embargo him. (laughs) No, just kidding. First of all, there is no world in which Jaden Rashada is going to choose BYU without his brother here. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, May 6th. (laughs) Doctor Strange is holding up that one finger. Looking at us poor BYU fans in the Iron Man. Jane Rashada's coming. <laughs> but then that makes us Iron Man. We have to sacrifice ourselves to get him. Oh, shoot. Is it worth it? That is a good question. I'm going to go with no. Yeah, I'm going to go with no. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> next housekeeping. Moving on. Uh, proof that I watched conference. Yeah. Uh, President Nelson... Shouted out Alex Barcelo and Spencer Johnson in his conference talk. Uh, we were at that game, the Pacific game. Yes, yep. we were. Specific. Um, specific. Specific. And I loved how when he started talking about it, he was like, the guard made a beautiful yeah. three-point shot. I was like, wow, it was, yeah. must have been very he pretty. getting into it there. <laughs> also, I love how Momentum. President Nelson went to Utah and then now like spends his time watching BYU basketball I know. He he like watches BYU basketball, but he's been at like multiple University of Utah football games. Yeah. Okay. So I think he's like split loyalty. Is he? I think as a prophet, he's allowed to double dip. He's allowed to, yeah. Yeah. Especially because he's a U of U alum, and he's like you know like invented like open heart surgery there, (laughs) kind of a big deal. Yeah. But you know he like funds BYU, so like yeah, yeah he's gonna have really a dog in the fight, you know. Kind of Maybe that's not the proper analogy for a prophet. He's got a, a he's got a stone in the sling. Ooh, oh, I like he's it. Got a stone in the sling. The stone David in the sling over here. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, that is about it. Yeah. Uh, Should we get into it? Let's, let's get into let's it. Just get into the it. final four. Put so, away your power washer, guys. Yeah. So we just watched. The national championship game. Heck yeah, we did. Do you want to start with the national championship game and work backwards? Do we want to like go through the final four mm. games leading up to it? Because uh, there's a lot to dissect here. I'm kind of partial to chronology. Yeah. Okay. Let's go chronology. Okay. Let's go in order. Okay. Uh, Kansas beat Villanova. Uh, next. <laughs> yeah. No, that, was, that was an absolute wreckage. Yeah, that was definitely overlooked by the other game that day. Yeah. With the and Villanova guard tearing his Achilles the night, like two nights before. Ouch. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing I know about that game is that Kansas hit like 13 threes or something. Yeah. So, Villanova was in it for a little bit. They fought hard, but they just didn't have the depth to match up with Kansas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but then, the next game yeah. was maybe the biggest game of basketball we've seen in our lifetimes. A lifetime. Yeah. Uh, Duke UNC Part 3. Yeah. Meeting up in the tournament for the first time in NCAA tournament history. Which is a surprise because they're arch rivals. They're both really good. Both very good. How have they never met in the tournament until now? I don't know. That's That's crazy. I don't know how that happens. Probability. But at the end of the day, UNC took home the victory over Coach K. Much... To the happiness of Big Cat, sending Coach K home <laughs> packing. So, what do you guys think about the game? How did it go? How did you guys like it? What do you feel about Coach K's legacy? Uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to go first here, get mine out of the way. I honestly didn't think that this game, that UNC would be able to do it. I thought Duke was going to win. You know, I thought it would be close, but I thought Duke would win it. But towards the end there, when uh, Duke missed the free throws... Uh, Caleb Love, I think it was, hit that big time three. Got three pointer, yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know. It was an amazing game, first off. But as much as I loved hating Coach K and cheering against him because it was fun and easy, mm-hmm. I did like Duke, but I'm just sad because it's like every time a villain dies, you're like happy, but like also sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the end of an era. Yeah. Of something that. It's good for basketball, I think. Mm-hmm. Coach yeah. K. Yeah. And yeah, these past couple of weeks with Coach K's retirement tour and him... Past couple of weeks? Uh, well, the last tour year. was not past couple of weeks. <laughs> but as part of that tour, during the past couple of weeks, Coach K had his senior night against UNC. Mm-hmm. UNC went and beat him. Yep. Spoiled it. Ruined his legacy. Spoiled. 
Then he goes, has a decent run in the ACC tournament, lost to Virginia Tech's. Which, which was fun. That's a head-scratcher. Virginia Tech yeah. had the game of a lifetime. That was weird. <laughs> but then Duke was putting it all on the line to win this one for Coach K. And they did a really good job up until yeah. the final yeah. four. Like, they they made really the good. final four, which is you know impressive, objectively. Yeah. <laughs> but UNC beat them, and UNC became Coach K's daddy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think there's yeah. any way around that's it. it. No. That's what happened. So that being said, <laughs> <laughs> this is just a moment of silence for Coach K. Yeah, that was just a moment of silence it was for Coach K. Equally understood by all. Uh, yeah, we just so, have to say that. Yeah, it was an incredible game to watch. It, honestly, like that was one of the best games of basketball I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was back and forth. UNC jumped out to a lead, but then Duke stormed back. Then Duke took the lead. UNC stormed back. It was just a beautiful game. Players were making plays left and right. Oh Neither gosh. team lost the game, unlike tonight. Which we'll get to. Yes. One team mm-hmm. won that game, and UNC won it. But now, Dan, you kind of referenced it. Coach K's legacy. What does it mean after the last two losses of the season, both being to his arch rival and UNC? Um, my two cents. I think this season was a disaster for Coach K. <laughs> oh, okay. Tell me more it was about a it. Disaster. Tell me more. I mean, he did go to the Final Four, but no one's gonna remember that. That's actually especially true. UNC fans. Oh, yeah. And if they ever say he made a Final Four, the same breath is going to be yeah. and lost, lost to UNC. UNC. Lost to their school's biggest rival. Um, yeah, I think UNC definitely got a big trump card in this rivalry. Mm. Yeah. They're going to have something to hold over Duke's head for a long time. Oh, yeah. Not saying the rivalry is over, but this definitely upset the balances sure. yes. yeah. for a while at least. Duke has got a need to bounce back very strongly under John Shire, Skyer. And they do have a great recruiting class, and maybe John Shire can actually win championships with his great recruiting class. <laughs> yeah. No shade that Coach K the last few shade. years. <laughs> um, but yeah, it will be a new era for Duke. As like a semi-Duke fan, I'm excited to, to move on and see what, what happens. Coach K was good, but he can't coach forever. And right. now that he's gone, we can get back to basketball. Yeah. Completely agree. I kind of like that, Dan. <laughs> no, we <laughs> get back to basketball. Get, get back to real back basketball. To basketball. <laughs> you can get back to the kids. Yeah. Like I said, I, I mean, Coach K is undoubtedly like one of the greats of all time, right? Like, I, like yeah. when you talk about the best head coaches of all time, Coach K is going to come up every single time. Oh, yeah. and, he, and he should, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> these last two losses like, are not something that you can just overlook. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's like a, a Cinderella story, but on the way to the ball, she gets, like, I don't know, mugged. <laughs> and then she gets to the ball and then gets beat up by her older sisters oh, and no. then goes home crying. So it's like, it's a great story, but in the end, it didn't end well. Yeah, I mean, okay. she she technically went to the ball. But it, like, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess it, exactly. it was not, like, not pretty. Somebody should make like a uh, like a film that's not about it, but is about it. Mm, like they okay. should just make a giant anecdote, like a of, metaphor. Yes, a giant metaphor nah, film. Coach K is gonna get his own thirty for thirty. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah, that's true. I, this UNC team. I we'll get to this, but like they could have had their own thirty for thirty, yes. and they still might. If they win it all next Heck year, season. it'll be 30 for 30. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, honestly, I just love the irony of this rivalry elimination. Mm-hmm. I love that Coach K's first career loss and his last career loss were both to the University of North Carolina. That's kind of crazy. Honestly, Poetic. I respect <laughs> Coach K. Coach K's a great coach. He's coached a lot of great players. He sent a lot of great players to the to the NBA. As the one cha- the, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the NBA is. To the NBA, he's won championships. Incredible, incredible coach. Finishes his record. Finishes with a record of fifty and forty-eight against University of North Carolina all time. Oof. Now that's a real rivalry. It's close. Yeah. yeah. Over the past forty years or so, it's almost been five hundred between the two schools. Yeah, that's good. Yes. Coach K, I respect him, but this season, making it all about himself, he just made it so re- He just made it so easy. To root against him. It was. Easy. And that's what I was it's doing. True. We all got our wish. You gotta admit Coach that. Coach K took a loss. Rest in peace, Coach K. Hope, I mean, rest in 
retirement in peace, Coach K. He's there not dead. But well, is he actually retired? Do we think he's going to come back? I think, back? It, I think, he, I think I, he's retired. I think his wife is like, yeah, right, it's time. He's <laughs> and he wants to spend time with his grandchildren and everything like that. <laughs> For like 55 his grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, adult yeah. grandchildren. Um, yeah, last thing about Coach K. He's fun to hate on. And, yeah. You know, there are things about him that are easy to make fun of. Yeah, very, yeah. But yeah. he was very successful at the same time. For sure. Great for Duke. Great for USA basketball. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Yeah. Good yeah. coach. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Great for the Dukies. Yeah. I, I, I think it's cool that it ended the way it did. But I think if Duke would have beaten UNC and won the national championship... It would have been just as cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah it would have been the same. It was just, just as poetic, ben. you know, just as storybook ending either way. So, just the we, opposite direction. Yeah. So, like, for we sure. were going to win either way. So, yeah. It's good um, for sport. Yeah. It was good for, good for sport. Now, let's talk about the big game. You know, we yeah. talk about the Final Four. Let's talk about the <laughs> national championship the that just went down in New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. In the Caesars Superdome. Not hey. the Mercedes Superdome anymore. It's the Caesars <laughs> Superdome. Where Kansas just beat UNC to win the national title. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, that was probably a top four top three national championship games I've ever watched. Okay. You obviously, um, I would throw Villanova, UNC. That's, that's a, number one. That's number one. That's it's got to be. That's right? the goal. That's the goal. That is number one. Uh, Gonzaga, UNC. That was the a year good one. Just ugly. Year two after. It was very ugly, but it was very it was close. It's Physical, very intense. Close. Yeah, intense. Um, so that one's also up there. Back when Gonzaga used to have a 300-pound Russian guy on their roster every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's it's just funny to me that UNC is like the common denominator in all of these national championship games that are very fun and exciting to watch. I just find that's interesting. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it is. For me, this was... Okay, so Jared said it was kind of a top three close, good national championship game. <clears throat> For me... This was probably a top three tale of two halves game. Ooh, yeah, yeah true. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. UNC was up by like, at one point, were they up by 18 or something? 16. 16, 16, 16 in the first yeah. half. Yeah, Kansas could not make a shot. Or free throw. Or anything. UNC couldn't miss a shot. UNC was playing well. Second half starts and Kansas just puts on the clamps, that slaps the floor. Crazy. No, they played defense. And came back. It was very impressive. Yeah, it was a beautiful game to watch. On it, like Dan said, it was a tale of two halves. The first half was all UNC. The second half was all, and I mean all, Kansas. Yeah. UNC had a shot at the end when Kansas's guard stupidly stepped out of bounds on the last inbounds play of the game. I, what? But Caleb Love, I mean, shooters got to shoot, right? But he was off all oh game long. He was just doing yeah, hero ball. Just all dribbling all around, just hero ball, missing shots. Airball the game-winning three-pointer. It looks like Manic was supposed to have been open for a pass, but Manic tripped yeah. over somebody, fell down. Wasn't like we would have liked to have seen a buzzer beater, right? Or we would have at course, least liked to have seen it get it get close to the basket, yeah. not just airball. At the end of the day, it was a good game. I am kind of sad that Kansas lost. That Kansas won though, because that means that we, as a podcast, <laughs> lost, which moves us in the bracket talk. Shout out, you know, we had 30 plus brackets in our bracketology group this year. Thanks for joining everyone. I, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for joining. That was awesome. A real improvement from our Capital One Bowl Mania group. Um, <laughs> shout out to our winner, McKinley. Yeah. Jared's wife took home the dub. If this wins, we get a dog. So it looks like Jared's getting a dog, everyone. Yeah, we are currently in the research stage. Um, <laughs> as I've been telling people, uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she is very proud. Uh, she was on Kansas from the very beginning. So shout out to her. She knew it. Yeah, she she yeah. really knew it. Um, and speaking of the, uh, the 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 thing, the Kansas thing, the Sweet Sixteen blind draft. Yeah, yeah blind one draft. the one team out of sixteen teams that we didn't draw just happened to be Kansas. Yep. At the beginning of that draft, there was a one in sixteen chance that we would have to watch a baseball game from start to finish. That is a point, or a no, six, a 6.25% chance. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And of course. now we're going to have to watch a baseball game. And now, 
it's time to find out what baseball game we are going to have to watch. Yes. So we are going to do a draft. We have all 30 MLB teams laid out in front of us. We're going to go through a random number generator right now, pick two teams, and we are going to watch the first series of those two teams. Well, uh, first in the game. In the oh, yeah, the first game. Yeah, we're not going to watch the whole <laughs> If series. we can. We're going to watch the first game. We're going to find some game that we can watch. All right. I don't know how so, baseball works. So Dan, he's running the lottery machine yep. over here. Can we get a random number? Got the lottery balls. All right. First number from 1 to 30 is 4. Okay. 4. Okay, we got the Texas Rangers. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not excited. I've about never this. heard of this team in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> okay, now let's roll one All more right. time. Who will they play? 19. 19, oh, we got no. the Boston Red Sox. Okay. okay. That's, that's, that's a recognizable name. All right. Friday, May 13th. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. May 13th, 14th, and 15th. Okay. Friday through Sunday, May 13th through 15th. Yep. There is no TV partner listed. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so I have no idea how we're going to watch game Fox Sports East. If not, then we'll uh, we will definitely not stream it illegally. That's not something we advocate no. here on Don't know the Don't Know How to Do That podcast. But uh, we might do that. Yeah. So only they, four games on their entire first half schedule have TV partners. So either it's not bought out yet, or yeah, maybe or, it's just know. local. I think it's not bought out. Or is yeah. it just local? Uh, yeah, might be local. Know. Lots of times, baseball games end up on ESPN Plus. We'll find out as it gets sooner. So mark your calendars, everyone. May 13th, 14th, or 15th. We will be watching a baseball game from start to finish with no phones, no distractions. That's going to be terrible. Yeah, I thought of a maybe off-color Caleb Love joke. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, we might have to bleep this. No, it's not that bad. (laughs) I think he was throwing up. Throwing up bricks and air balls like that one maybe had who threw up on the court. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so true though. The whole game he was like, I got this, I got this. And just chucking things up. Also, like, can we just that. talk about like it's in New Orleans, right? And then all of a sudden in these games, UNC players just like start dropping. I well, know. There's got to be some voodoo, like, friends from the other side guy out mm, there. It's black magic. Yeah, like the one guy running down the court, the the scrub from the bench that, like, started going off. Yeah. He starts going off. Two minutes later, he's, like, he's on just the ground. throwing up on the court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was just weird to me that, like, hmm. and, and Kansas didn't have a single injury. But, That's true. Yeah. But I guess... You know, like Dan said earlier, like that's what happens when you run a six-man rotation. Yeah, <laughs> Kansas is playing the bench. Yeah. UNC wasn't. It's really that UNC simple. UNC was to be just dragging their starters. Now, going back to the Royal Strong and True Group, I just want to give a quick shout out. Number one, McKinley. Number two, looks like uh, Zach Brown. Yep, brother-in-law. Shout out to Zach Brown. Number three, me, Biggie, Biggie. Bracket. Number four, Jessa. Shout out to Jessa Call. She is a recurring guest on the recurring podcast. Guest. Nice. Soon, so number five, also me. So Yeah, the Coach K Revenge Tour. But, but we have a couple more bracket groups that we need to check out. Dan, uh, what about, what about yes, your Ken sir. class group? I better be reporting on that. So on our podcast one, I think I finished eighth or something. Something around there. Okay. In my Chem 482 class, on the other hand... I finished in second place. Let's go! And only one person picked Kansas. They obviously finished in first, so of course. they got it pretty well for not getting the winner. Hey, that's pretty good, Dan. That's and literally as good as you could have done. Top three get a prize, so I'll, I'll see <gasps> what the prize go. is. Let's go! So, I got number one in my ward group oh, because okay. I picked Kansas winning the national championship. Oh, very nice, very nice. Oh, shout out to... Uh, <laughs> Jared's dad, who's like commenting on every single one of our Instagram posts right now. Heck yeah. Right now. Yeah. They are uh, currently like on a train to the Mediterranean or something. What Wait, what the heck? Frick? Yeah, they're in Europe. This Why week. They... How do you get a train from the US to the Mediterranean? It's a bullet train. Okay, that makes sense. He's made. <laughs> okay, your dad made an MLB comment Uh-oh. 51 minutes ago, and then another one 50 minutes ago, <laughs> and then another one just now. 
<laughs> He's been telling me all night, like, Kevin has an agenda. we're not allowed to choose the teams. I'm like, it's number generated. He's like, no, no way. I'm choosing the teams. <laughs> He's like, we're going to do teams with 100 plus losses last no. year. Let's watch them. Which also, I think that might be the Texas Rangers. I don't even know. I'll have to look yeah, that up. I don't know. We'll do more research on that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, any more thoughts about the national championship? A- amazing game all around. Yeah. yeah. Kansas, credit to them. Yeah. Uh, was it you talking about how Kansas, like, they were under the radar this year or something yeah. like that? Yeah, I feel like every year they come in and people are talking about Kansas. The Kansas is, Kansas that. This year they were still really good. They're one seed. Nobody's talking about them. Yeah. So, of course, this is the year that they're going to go win it all. Of course. So everyone was talking about Baylor. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And Baylor and, and Duke Baylor, and Coach Gonzaga Ken. and Arizona. Gonzaga. Uh, shout out to my sister as well, uh, Katie. Um not Justin's wife, Katie, my sister, Katie. Yeah. She, like, I don't even know, like, five or six years ago, she's 15 right, or 16 right now, she just, like, decided she was going to be a Kansas fan. And so she just loves Kansas. And she has picked Kansas to a national title for the past six years. And uh, she hit it this time. So shout out to Good Katie. Choice. Good job. Good job sticking with your team. Yeah. Well, may I just say. It's paid off. And with this, the 2021-2022 men's basketball season has come to a close. The curtains close, and it's time to look upon a new play that is just entering its beginning stages. Football season, boys! It's here! But before we move on to football season, let's take a little ad break. Hi! Hello, everybody. My name's Carl, and I'm here to sell you a new product. Hi, Carl! Hi guys. What's it? <clears throat> so today we have some laptops for you. Oh. I'm sure everybody has a laptop. Yes, we are university students now. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I have this new invention I got. It's called it's called a gas-powered laptop. A gas-powered oh. laptop? How does yeah, that work? Because everybody's hating on their laptop batteries these days. Oh, and it's yeah. annoying to try and find a charger. You gotta re-plug it in and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. And so now you just bring a funnel and a gallon of gas with you, and you just put it into the USB port, and then it's 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 all full of gas. And then when you want to start it, you hold down the start button, you push the space bar to prime it, and then you pull the rip cord a couple of times to get it going. Sounds a little bit like. <laughs> But then you just you don't have to refill your battery. You just yeah. it's it's good. It's just How convenient. Yeah, it's very nice. But Carl, the gas prices are going up. Yeah, true. But it's a nice it's a nice thing. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. You convinced me. You don't run out of batteries, you see. <laughs> you're right. You don't have How any could batteries. I ever be so foolish? Yeah, it's okay. It's just a good um, time. And then you get like 150,000 students in a library, and they all have gas-powered laptops. You don't even need noise-canceling headphones because you'll just get your noise canceled oh, for you. Free yeah. white noise. It'll just be... <laughs> yeah. Wow. You just won't have ears after it. That's great. Thanks, Carl. Yeah. Proudly supported by the Royal Strong and True Podcast. <laughs> all right, Carl. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Thank you to oh, Carl's man. gas-powered laptops for sponsoring the Royal Strong and True Podcast. Yes. I just have a quick note before we move into football season. Oh, a note. Texas Rangers did lose over 100 games last year. Okay. Oh, so they do qualify. Take that, Kevin. How about the, uh, what was the other team? The Red, Red Sox. Sox. They lost 70. Ooh. They're okay. pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They were, they were at the famous. top of the East. They were second in the East Division last year. Are they the ones oh. with the green wall? Yeah, yeah, the green the monster. Green yeah. yeah, what's the R- Wrigley? What, no, iconic. Is it really? No, no, no. It's Wrigley's, Fenway. Wrigley's Fenway. Fenway Park. Yeah. So what's the big green monster? Can somebody explain it to me real quick? Basically, uh, I just know it's a big green wall. That's all. But why is it important? Basically, in baseball, there is no regulation as to how far, like how tall your like outside wall is for the field. Okay. So most like teams have it just like the height of like a normal human being. Right. But on like the left field, the Boston Red Sox have one that's like twenty feet tall. Okay. Yeah. And it's just freaking massively tall. So it's almost impossible to hit a home run over that ball ah. unless you're really swinging for the fences. Okay, I get you. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, which yeah. is which is huge because it's left field. 
which is where most right-handed batters hit their home runs. They hit it to the left. Uh, so, so it's harder to hit home runs in there. Harder for like, a right-handed batter. Just what we want. Wouldn't that affect the Red Sox players too? Absolutely though? does. But I guess they yeah. practice on it. So. Uh, I think. Okay. Uh, so my brother lives near there in Boston. So when I was visiting him, I think someone mentioned that it's like kind of on a smaller lot. It's kind of cramped in yeah. Boston. So the field is a little bit shorter. It's not as far okay. out where the wall is. Yeah, also weird. And There's so no regulation as to how the, far the field It's is. like, because it's closer, they made it like taller so that uh, you couldn't just ding home runs over there. Like every single Every at bat. But it's I guess it's so famous weird. in baseball. I don't know. We'll see. Baseball's strange. That's enough baseball talk. Baseball is strange. <laughs> Why are we talking about Why are we talking about baseball? I don't, I don't. Wasting our breath. Okay, uh, Thursday. One of the greatest football games I've ever watched is the BYU alumni game. <laughs> All of our childhood heroes yeah. are now like 45 years old, came back to play like one-hand touch football. It was funny. And it was electric. There were highs. There were lows. There was great quarterback play. There was bad quarterback play. <laughs> Shout out to Max Hall. Like, oh watching my him, gosh. He, could, he could honestly That's start on true. a D1 FBS off, yeah. like, offense yeah. right now. Oh, absolutely. He, he was, was slinging zipping it. it. And like that, like we all make fun of him. Like we'll get to this, but the hail mary at the end of the game where he steps across, you know, <laughs> yeah. five yards across the line five of scrimmage. Dude, he still threw the ball sixty yards in the yeah. air. No, and yeah. he's like forty years old. And he showed up with that whole playbook <laughs> and a whole binder. And on the broadcast, they were talking about how he reached out to all the players on his team before the game and tried to get a practice together. He's like, "Hey, come, 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 hang out with me, and we'll run through routes together." Oh, that's awesome! He's insane. <laughs> what he did with Mitch Matthews, and he threw two touchdown passes to Mitch Matthews. It works. Max Hall's the winner. Insane. I was sad that Johnny Linehan didn't get on the field. Yeah. yeah, no punts. No punts. That Not a single sad. punt the entire game. They should have just lined up on third down one time and had him just fake a punt. Just yeah, yeah. Fun. Just fake it. Yeah. You know, that's what he's going to do anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely would have faked it if, he, <laughs> if they put him on. Well, uh, in uh, regards to the alumni game, there's a takeout there by Deseret News, mm. a writer that said the alumni game had everything to do with the Big 12 and not okay. just a fun little game. The article okay. says, quote, The spotlight was on BYU's history, but everything about the event was squarely focused on its future. Sitake is sounding the call for recruiting reinforcements as BYU prepares to march into the Big 12 on July 1st, 2023. Close quote. I like that. Basically, he yeah. wants these guys to be a part of the program, a part of recruiting, a part of retention. These guys were participating in practice. Jaron Hall said it was hyping guys up. Christopher Brooks in an interview says that he was impressed by all the guys that came back and the culture and brotherly like bond of BYU. Isn't that a huge recruiting advantage? That's that's huge. Yeah. And also like if you get these guys to aid in recruiting too, yeah. like mm-hmm. that's just it's all around a huge plus. Yeah, there are some guys there that had pretty successful college careers. I think this <laughs> is Justin's walking out of cramp. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a cramp. Uh, we had Taysom Hill even show up. Yeah. Um, Zach was there earlier. Yeah, I was going to ask. Zach Taysom Hill was Zach there. Zach Wilson there. Um, who was it? It was, was on the Patriots program. that was there. Calvin Noy? Harvey no. Longy? Yeah. Yes. Harvey Longy was uh, there. Matt Bushman was there. Oh, yep. Yeah. 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 A lot of good you know, BYU stars in their day. Yeah. Um. I guess we got to talk about the game at least a little bit. Um, Ed Lamb, oh, yeah. the safeties coach and special teams coordinator, incredible. He still has it. He is very spry. Still oh, got yeah. it. Yep. He's I love, got it. I love seeing, uh, uh, what was his name, Caleb Hayes and D'Angelo Mandel. They were coaching. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> tried to take him out. And so then the good. very next play, he has this incredible like fade breakup in the end zone. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Colby Pearson, uh, who played in the XFL last year for the Guardian, New York Guardians, He's still got it, dude. He's, He's got, got hops yep. and hands. And then Aleva Hifo's a freaking cheat code, dude. He is He's so, so fast. Yeah, he was good. It makes him look like he's like freaking Tyree Kill when he's up against these 40-year-olds. <laughs> it's so funny seeing some of these guys that are like now like 250 pounds, 40 yeah. years old, that catch like three-yard routes, <laughs> yeah, and they just look so happy. They're so excited. And they just look like they were having fun out there. Yeah. They look so happy. It was, it they was looked great. happy to be out there. They looked like they were a huge brotherhood. Apparently everyone came up. There was a closed-door meeting with Kalani Sitake with all the guys talking about supporting the BYU program in the future. Yeah. And all the guys came out saying, heck yes, we're in. Dude, so, I love that. Love it. 
Kalani, I, I think Kalani like knows, like he oh, yeah. knows what the like what the road is to get to the Big Twelve. He knows what he has to do, and and he's gonna do the things to get there. Very unlike Kathleen Kennedy and the Star Wars sequel trilogy. She oh. had no roadmap. She had no idea of what she wanted to do, and she was not willing to do anything in her power to get there. Let's not get Jared started on this. <laughs> no, but no, seriously though, some of these guys were saying these guys didn't play for Kalani. Maybe they played with Kalani. Some of these guys didn't play for Kalani or never knew him. Right. But they yeah. all said that Kalani came up to them, spoke to them by name, talked to them about their lives, about their careers, and made it feel like they were welcome and known, which is big, which is huge. That is so cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great event, all in all. I think good for the program, good for the culture, and I'm excited for this transition. Yeah. Me too. I think they're, they're trying to do as best as they can. They're not just half-butting it. Ooh, yeah. As you might nice say. Save, nice save. Nice save. Nice save. I, the more I learn about Kalani, the more I love him. The more I just love the guy. I, 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 there's nothing else I can say. Yeah. And to go off of Dan's quote, there was a quote that we posted on our Instagram. As you can see, we've on our Instagram, at loyal2royalpod. Make sure yeah. you give us a follow if you're not already following us. Heard and it. a like as well. And a like. Yes, of course. We're <laughs> working really likes. hard on these posts. <laughs> give us two likes on the same posts. Ooh. Yeah, Exactly. I don't know if that's possible, but do it. Multiple accounts. Do it. We've been posting lots of really pretty quotes that we're working hard on. One of them was from Tom Holmo, where he says in a meeting with Cougar Club members that just getting to the Big 12 and having a seat at the table is not enough. It is not sufficient. It is far from the success that they seek. That's pretty cool. It seems like BYU and Kalani Sitake are willing to invest the necessary resources for BYU to excel in the Big 12, and that is very exciting for me. It's good to hear. Very good. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, we will be covering more of uh, BYU uh, football in the offseason. We, we're very excited. Uh, our team is looking really good this year. We'll break it down. Honestly. In coming episodes. Yeah, can Dan, I say Dan? something? Dan, please. Go ahead. This offseason, I'm more bullish on this Ooh. team than I ever happened. Oh, <laughs> shoot. The blue goggles are on. The blue goggles are officially on. Blue <laughs> goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. They're going to be really good this year. Dude, let's go. First day of true football talk. And Dan is all in. Let's go. Yeah, baby. And remember, Dan predicted Clemson not even playing for the ACC championship game. Yep. So when Dan's got a feeling about a college football team, you know it's going to happen. Call me the Oracle. <laughs> Dan the Oracle Bradford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there any other recap of football? I mean, we're going to be covering a lot later, but... Oh, yeah. We're going to cover a lot in these upcoming games, so let's uh, just move on so that we can have some content for the offseason. Yeah. Uh, so, let's let's just dive into it. Uh, we're we're going to do some reviews, mm-hmm. as, as we said. Mm. Uh, first off, Moon Knight came out. Also... There are a lot of spoilers in these next <laughs> Very five good. minutes of episode. Yeah. So if you sure. if you really care about that stuff, you care about Moon Knight and you care about Morbius and don't want spoilers, you might want to skip over this part and use that time to leave a five star review on the episode. Oh, download and share it with your friends. I got it. I, nice. I like I like your thinking. Uh, all right, all right. Um, Moon Knight. Did anybody watch Moon Knight? I did not. I did um, not watch Moon Knight. What is Moon Knight? Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, are you guys like big MCU junkies? Yeah, I love MCU. No. Okay, so Dan, no, Justin, yes. Yeah, I love MCU. Uh, I would call myself like a freak nerd geek person. Okay. I didn't nerd like geek person. I'm not like a YouTube video watcher, like the Easter eggs. I'm not that level yet. But like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love like all things Marvel. Um, yeah. Moon Knight was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I loved every second of it. It was awesome. It was basically like one part Venom, one part James Bond, and one part Morbius, kind of. Okay. Uh, we'll get to that later. Um, Nitty gritty breakdown. CGI isn't quite what I expected. It's uh, mm. definitely a step below like Marvel movies, huh. which it's not bad, but it's definitely not like next gen, right? right. It's, and it's, it's not... produced for Disney Plus. It's not produced for the big screen. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it is way like. Darker and more violent. Like, okay. there were some... Yeah, there, there's a lot of blood in it. I'll say that. It's not for the faint of heart. Um, it's not like Dar- Daredevil or anything. Like, the Defenders are like Jessica Jones. or Because that's, like, very gory. 
this isn't quite as gory, but it's like very intense. Um, I love Steven. I'm very excited about Mark. Uh, and it looks like we're going to deal with some mental health issues, oh. which I think is going to be really cool. So yeah. that's, that's my review. Yeah, it was good to have more of that. Absolutely. Wait, Absolutely. so quick question. Yes. Go for it. What is Moon Knight about? Okay. A Knight of the Moon. Really? So, okay. let me... I'm just... <laughs> spoiler heavy, okay? I'm just going to tell you the first medieval? episode. Okay. So, present, present day, there's this guy named Steve. I probably should have said this before I broke it all down. Oh. Steve? So, yeah, so his name's Steven. Yeah, Steven. Steven. Yes. Okay. Stephen. Stephen or Stevie. Stephen. As his boss calls it. Steph. Okay. Stephanie? Stephanie Gwen? Yeah. Stephanie. Stephanie Gwen. Yeah. Gwethani Sten. Alright, we got Stephen. Okay, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen has disassociative, like, personality disorder. Okay. Okay. So, like, he has another personality that sometimes, like, is in control of like his body, but he when he's Steven again, like he doesn't know, right? Doesn't like remember? It's, yeah, it's like blackout. Okay. And so every time he goes to bed, he like locks himself up on his bed, you know, so that if he gets up in the night, like he knows if he's been up, right? Okay. And so it follows his story. He like works. He's from London. He works in an Egyptian museum. Oh, like he's like cool. kind of an Egypt nerd, you know? Egyptologist. Yeah. Yes. That is a master's program at the University of Indiana. Okay. Good to know. Indiana University. Sorry, I don't want to Uh-oh. get on any Hoosier fans. Cancelled. Uh, anyway, so after that good note, uh, I love that you just like pulled that out of the air. <laughs> I watched a video today of like the most useless college majors, yeah. <laughs> and that was on there. Egyptology. Don't tell Stephen because secretly, unbeknownst to him, he shares a body with a mercenary named Mark. And Steven is, like, English, like, English accent, very, like, nerdy, goofy, you know, like, very socially awkward. But then, as it goes through, he goes to bed, and then he wakes up, and he's got a broken jaw on, on, like, the floor of, like, some Alps plane, like, up in the... Oh, sure. uh, Yeah, like, in Europe somewhere. And he, like, wakes up, people are shooting at him, and he's like, what is going on? He, like, doesn't know what's going on, so he runs into this town, like has this whole interaction with this guy with a scarab in his hand, which is like a beetle thing. And he like, yeah. And the guy's trying to get the beetle and then he blacks out again, wakes up. There's like four dead dudes on the ground. His hands are covered in blood and he's holding the scarab. And he's like, what is going on? Runs away, blacks out again, wakes up in his bed. And so you're like, was that a dream? What was it? You know? Mm. And then he like starts to find these clues that like somebody's been in his house that like there's stuff in his house that he doesn't recognize. He finds a phone and he like the the person on the other end like calls him Mark and he's like, Who's Mark? Like, what are you doing? And then eventually he like is like freaking out. So he goes back to the museum for work and he's like doing some stuff. And then this Egyptian guy shows up with like this giant Egyptian like dog thing that's trying to kill him, runs into the bathroom, locks himself in the bathroom, looks in the mirror. And looking back at him is his alter ego, Mark. Oh, he saw him. And so he like has this conversation. Mark is like, you need to let me take over now. And he's like, what? what? What's going on? And so he lets him take over. He like does this thing and he turns into this like white, like mummy knight thing. And just like beats the crap out of this dog. And oh, then shoot. turns towards the camera and the episode ends. Wow. Did you get approved? Uh, Sure. <laughs> Technically, the dog was already dead. I don't so. care about Peter. Uh, let's, let's talk about the Humane Society. They, they, they do matter. Anyway. Interesting. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, right. it sounds intriguing. Yeah, it's, it's cool stuff. And it's cool. It's really well done. So. Alright. Cool. Sick. Let's yeah. move on to the second show or movie that we are reviewing. Let's review Morbius. Uh, Jared and I went to see this the other night. Dan, you still haven't seen it yet, right? That's correct. Okay. So we're going to spoil the entire thing for you. Ready? Perfect. This is what I will say about Morbius. Let's hear it. There are a lot of critics of this movie mm. that think it is a very, very bad movie. You can definitely tell that Sony had way more of a hand in the movie than Marvel did. Okay. Which is unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. The humor was non-existent, and when it was used, it was drier than a Popeye's biscuit. <laughs> the movie relied heavily on action scenes that were just confusing to look at, and it made my eyes hurt. It seemed like they put a camera 
on a literal earthquake as it orbited <laughs> around the fight scene. While simultaneously, <laughs> the CGI team added a bunch of like chemtrail things that distorted the image even more. What the? Was it worth the money that I spent to go see it? You know what? Yeah, yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. I do think there was a lot of unrealized potential. I would like to see what they do with it in the future. But I would I watch this movie a second time? Probably not. Okay. I'd give it maybe a five and a half out of ten. Okay. The narrative around Jared Leto ruining superhero movies, though, or villain movies, because of the Suicide Squad Joker and now Morbius, though I think is a little bit off kilter. Off I think kilter. he played Morbius very well. I agree. I think he played the script very well. was a very believable character. The screenwriting just sucked. Yep. No, I'm totally with you on that. Jared Leto did a great job. Everyone else did not. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I actually really agree with you, Justin. It's it's probably around the six range for me, maybe. Yeah, six is about right. I think that that's very fitting. Um, Dan, for you, essentially Morbius is about this guy who has ALS. Is it ALS? Yes. Some, like, degenerative disease. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uncurable. He fuses his blood with vampire bat DNA, becomes a vampire, and needs to drink blood. Now, this scientist, yes, he had made artificial blood. Yes. So that, he, he did, he, that was his big thing. He invented artificial blood. Yeah. Oh, cool. So he, like, kind of gets off on that. Like, like it supports him for a while, but, like, the effect is decreasing, so he needs real blood. Oh, so no. he, like, blacks out, kills people. Oh. In the end, Lovely. it was not as good as I was expecting. I was very hyped for this movie. I was very excited. It looked really good. Um, but it just, it wasn't that good. It was a six. And here's, here's a story. So... If you guys have seen Venom, it was just like Venom, but instead of being funny, it was like dark, gory, intense, and scary. <laughs> Which, I, it's a different kind of film, that's fine. Yeah, like, that's fine. I'm okay with that, sure. but like, it's just, it's harder to pull off a bad plot when you're not funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But hear me out. Here's last little bit of story time. I know that we've been talking a lot. Uh, but last little bit of story time. Morbius went into production in February 2020, right before COVID. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so it got into production. They had trailers out and everything, right? Like, I remember seeing the trailers and being like, oh my gosh, this is going to be dope. COVID hits. Everything shuts down except Marvel because Marvel and Disney are just like a freaking machine. Uh, So they crank through a couple of TV shows and they start production of Spider-Man No Way Home Mm -hmm. in October of 2020. And this whole time, Morbius has been like half done. You know, they're doing the post-production, whatever. Uh Spider-Man No Way Home starts... Just so you guys know, Morbius is like a Spider-Man villain, and so is Venom, and so Sony and uh, Marvel are kind of doing like the Spider-Man movies in the MCU, but then they're also doing Venom and Morbius in this other universe, Mm. which people are calling like the Sony Spider-Verse. Interesting. And so, and in the trailer, the original trailer had a lot of ties to other Spider-Man movies, like the Andrew Garfield and and, uh, and Tobey Maguire ones. And so everyone thought this was going to tie in, right? However... Then Marvel, who we know is super tight-lipped, right? They don't tell anybody anything, and if they do, like, they don't let them talk about it. They finish No Way Home. People finish more. Sony finishes Morbius, and like it's the same studio, but obviously different production. Yeah, because it, you know, Morbius had Sony on it. Sony right. had go. Yeah, right, right, and they were the they were the production crew, right? It yeah. was it was it was Sony led, not Marvel led. Kevin Feige did not have a hand in Morbius, which is unfortunate. They finish up about the same time, and the release dates get released. And the new release date for Morbius was originally early January, like January 2nd or something. I can't remember. And Spider-Man was December 16th. Spider-Man comes out. They find out about the multiverse. They bring in Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans. And they do the whole thing. And then Morbius, after that comes out, Morbius postpones production another four and a half months. And then they and then they release it in April, right? Which is when we saw it. Yeah. And throughout the whole movie, I'm like, this is so choppy. Like, I feel like it, it had a really good beginning. It kind of led into it. And then it just kind of, like, jumped from here to there. And suddenly this guy's the bad guy. And then he doesn't... Like, the villain... Like, there was not really a clear villain. Like, you weren't really cheering for Jared Leto, but you weren't really cheering for Matt Smith either. Like, it just felt very choppy. And so when I go back to it, and then the hints at the Sinister Six at the end with Vulture and Venom, I felt like Marvel kind of screwed Morbius production a little bit because 
Morbius obviously had something else planned. Spider-Man comes out, and then I felt like Morbius went back and changed a bunch of things, which made it seem rushed and choppy and, like, plot thin. And they threw the Sinister Six thing in just at the very end, and it was kind of, like, offhanded. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it, but I feel like they had a better plan that didn't come to fruition because they didn't want to work hand-in-hand hand with Marvel, if that makes sense. No, that makes absolute sense. Now, honestly, I look. I just looked up Morbius on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a sixteen percent. For reference, Sonic the Hedgehog two has oh, no. a sixty-five. Oh no! So uh, that's not great. I will say though, I like I said, I think Jared Leto did a very good job. I also think that Matt Smith did an incredible job. In his yeah, role. he was mm-hmm. casted perfectly. He did. He played his role very well. He did. He he actually was really well. That yeah, was, that he is good. the perfect like creepy. Like creepy bad guy, creepy like demons from his past, white dude. Yeah, he's perfect for that role. Yep, I yeah, that's true. Very very well cast. Yeah, it's just it was disappointing at the end. You're like, okay, well, what now? Like, yeah, because you didn't like at the end of the movie when Morbius goes to meet Vulture for the Sinister Six, like in the after scene. Mega spoiler. Mega spoiler. <laughs> but you're just like you're just like. Why would Morbius do this? Like, yeah. there's nothing in his character that would say, "Let me go find a villain and team up with him." Yeah, you know, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe he's not teaming up with him. Maybe he's gonna fight against him. Who knows? Yeah. Obviously, a sequel's gonna come out. We'll we'll see. Yep. Well, Ben, how do you feel now? Well, sounds like Sony has some work to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Spider-Man is cool. Yeah. And maybe there'll be some cool movies with the two of them in the future. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Movies sure. are great. Let's go get a great analysis. <laughs> Love it. Movies are great. And with that, we will conclude this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the show. We are very grateful that you guys are listening. Our listenership actually went up from February to Let's March. Go. Thank you guys so much for your support continue to share the show make sure you're downloading leave five stars and make sure you follow us on instagram and twitter at loyal to royal pot all these things help us grow the show grow the community and grow the amount of fun that we're having taking sports way too seriously here on the royal strong and true podcast we love you guys we'll see you next week have a good one thank you goodbye now